you know, if you help enough people get what they want, you'll have everything that you want. Right. So that was all our mentality. Help enough people get what they want, and then we'll have everything that we want. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Duke's Day podcast. Today, we got the man himself in the building, Mr. Certified Worldwide, King Bruce Global. How you doing today, my man? Glad to be doing? here, my brother. Yeah. Glad to be here. Yeah. Bless, yeah. bless. Glad That's to be here. Thank you for having me. Hey, no, nah, my pleasure to have you, man. I know we've been planning this for a little minute, and yes. we finally were able to link up. We're not even in the city. We yeah. both live in Atlanta. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> we both live in Atlanta. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Pompano yeah. Beach. Pompano Beach, recording the <laughs> podcast. Shout out to the homie Corey for yeah. opening up his space yes. And, yes. And, and letting yes. us rock out and get this work done. So, yeah, you know, the reason I really wanted to bring you on the podcast is because when I first met you, uh, it was on Clubhouse during the pandemic, that's right, that's and I right. heard you speaking, and I was like, and you were dropping game about your brand, you were dropping game about partnerships, you were dropping game about licensing. I was like, yo, this man knows a lot. So I immediately followed you, and then you you are so open. You were like, yeah, anybody that needs to talk to me, reach out. Yeah, so I went yeah. ahead and scheduled a call with you. And and you yeah you just hit me up you gave me a direct contact yeah and I locked you in I locked yeah. you in as Bruce King Glo um, uh, <laughs> King Bruce Global Fashion Expert Oh that was <laughs> in you my know? phone That's, to <laughs> okay, this day okay to this day I'm in there okay okay <laughs> yeah to this day you in yeah. there as that but yeah man so like. After you know speaking to you, the yeah. game that you were able to give me, and yeah. I implemented it, and it helped me take my brand to the next level. Awesome. And I know that's what you do for a lot of people. You know, yeah. I definitely wanted to have you on here because a lot of people need to understand how to take their stuff to the next level. So yeah. I want you to go ahead and introduce yourself. Introduce yourself to the people, man. Yeah. Let, let, let them know who you are and, and what you do right now. And then I yeah. want to get into your backstory. Yeah, my, my name is Bruce King. Um, I'm a serial entrepreneur. Started out. Um, Shoot, I started out. Matter of fact, last night we were talking at dinner, right. and I realized my first business was selling pagers in college. Pagers, pagers, satellite I pagers. I never yeah. had a pager. Yeah. I never seen a pager. I never touched a pager. <laughs> yeah, satellite pagers. I had uh, kids, you know, in college putting their payments under my door of my apartment. Wow. Yeah, me and my roommate, we started that business. So, but uh. Uh, you know, went from there to, um, you know, graduating from college from Army University, then starting, uh, I bought a, a laundromat, bought a maid service, started doing taxes, had a tax business for years, uh, just, just kept you, doing different around, things. You've literally been around the block with Yeah, <laughs> and selling stuff. I did, I did network marketing, you wow. know, built a huge team with, uh, with, a, with, a, with a great gentleman that, that uh He's still doing big things. Mike Sims worldwide, uh, huge, and uh, we built a huge uh, prepaid legal team back in the day. But wow. yeah, but now I got some brands certified worldwide. Uh, we got Greek Life Charges. We got uh, Pride HBCU Grad. Right. Uh, just doing a lot of different businesses now and helping a lot of other people, you know, with their brands. Yo, that's what's up. That's what's up. All right. So hold on, man. You started with your backstory, being in college selling pages. That that just blows my mind because. 
I'm like, how do you sell pages? How do you become like you became your like almost your own broker to provide communication services for people? Like that was your first hustle out the dorm. When I was out the dorm, I was trying to hustle my <laughs> my mixtapes. You know, like tell me about like how how, how that I got into came about how did that Viande Pate? This guy named Viande Pate. Shout out to Viande Pate. Uh, Matter of fact, him and his wife do great business down in Albany, Georgia, where I'm from, actually. Now, ironically, he lives now where I'm from. Wow. Um, but he hooked me up with it. Um, and then we started, you know, selling the pagers, activating the pages. I had a I had a separate room in my apartment with a computer. And oh, I, wait, wait. So you had, like, an apartment-style dorm? You was living good, huh? Yeah, what they, were you doing in college? Yeah, I ran track for them. I was on scholarship, so wow. they let me get an apartment. So we had a three-bedroom. So one of our bedrooms we used as an office, and we used that office as the as the office for the pager company. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah you were in straight business mode. Yeah. So, like, so... Where did you get the pagers? How did oh, we, you? How oh did yeah, you we we bought them. Established connections. Yeah, Vianne Pate, Pate was doing it already, and so what I did was establish a, a partnership with him. Right. Well, we would be the ones selling it in Opelika, Auburn area, and he was uh, selling it up in the uh, middle Alabama, and uh, we just was selling them, activating wow. people. <laughs> yeah, pages was huge back then. We talking about you talking about ninety five, ninety six. So so pages was like cell phones. Wow. Everybody needed one. Everybody needed a page. Yeah, like right you didn't now. have a page, you wasn't doing nothing. Dang! <laughs> <laughs> wow. So you 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 went to college on scholarship yeah. for track. Yeah. So when did you start running track? Oh, in, in at what point in your life uh, did you start running track? Let me see. I was eleven when I started running track. I had okay. a friend that uh, introduced me to track, and he told me to come out and you know try out for the team and. I did it in the summer times, and um, shoot, it took me. It took me everywhere. It took me. I went to Europe running track. Wow! Yeah, on the junior national team. Um, uh, got a scholarship doing it. Uh, I never really loved it. I just was good at it. Okay. Uh, I never loved it, but I knew it could get me a scholarship. So, uh, and it did. So I didn't want my mother to have to pay for college, and that's real. It worked. <laughs> it worked. Wow! Wow! So. Okay, I know going through ranch. So I used to run a little bit of mm-hmm. uh, track. I mm-hmm. ran the eight hundred, mm-hmm. and um, I ran cross country, okay. and I played soccer. It's like you know, getting into sports. It just man, it teaches you a lot. Yeah, you know, that's one thing that I always learn. So like you know, throughout your because you be, be getting a full scholarship to a D one school yeah. is that's that's something a lot of people dream of yeah. you know what I'm saying let alone attain in you know like what level of work ethic did you have to put in to to, to get yourself to that point like Man. you know I know there was a whole bunch of ups and downs through that journey yeah um, to be honest I started out doing hurdles when I was little and you know I kept hitting the hurdles uh-huh. and it kept scraping the back of my leg and I was like man I'm tired I'm not getting you know all these scars on my leg so I said I'll just do the high jump uh-huh. and, uh, which you know I could jump they said I could jump so I started jumping um, and it really I'm gonna be honest with you, it came natural my daddy was a high jumper you oh, know okay. my daddy wow. was a high jumper uh, my brothers were high jumpers so um I it, I think it was just in my blood to do it, you know, and uh, it really was not hard. I'm being honest, it was not hard. Uh, I think if I would have put more effort into it, I could have been, you know, better. I, I still hold a freshman record at Auburn. Uh, at one point, I held, I held a school record at Auburn. 
so I was wow. you know, fairly successful at it. But oh, you was the man on campus. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know about all that, but uh, <laughs> but I do know this: if I would have put more effort into it, I would I could have been you know Olympian uh, things of that nature. Wow. So, yeah, yeah. Wow. That's 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 really amazing. Okay, so you went from running track to hustling these pagers out, yeah. out, out during college and then after after college what did you end up getting into actually hold on what'd you study in college social work yeah social so, work and the only reason why i did that was because my mother was a psychotherapist and she told me not to do it so i wanted to be an <laughs> so that she reverse psychology yeah, yeah well I, I wanted to be an engineer but it kept interfering with my track um, oh yeah yeah because yeah, that's a huge yeah. time commitment yeah so it kept interfering, so then next thing I know, I said, you know what? Let me just get a get a degree, because I knew I probably wouldn't work for someone. Mm-hmm. So I said, let me get a degree that I'm familiar with already, because my mother, you know, had been doing it for 20-plus uh, years. Right. So I did it, and uh, and then after that, got a job. I think I stayed on that job two years, and then that's when I transitioned into, you know, some formal businesses, brick and mortar type Okay, so yeah. what what was your first job out of college? My uh, social worker worked for Head Start. Oh, her Head Start the early the early childhood. Yeah, yeah, schooling. with the kids. Yeah, I oh, worked with wow. the kids. Yeah, I was a social worker. Worked with the parents mostly, of course. Okay, um, but uh, it was very rewarding work. Um, uh, very rewarding, but I just knew that wasn't for me long term. Okay, yeah. got you, but. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there was like a lot that you learned from that, just interacting with all these parents all the time. And some kids are great. Some kids, you know, are going through issues. Like, what was your experience with that real quick? Um, You know, and I was working in a rural area in Alabama. Um, A lot of poverty. um, um, Just not a a lot of opportunities, too. The school systems were not great down in the areas I was working in, Uh, even like the public school system. Right. uh, it was very stressful working there because you couldn't. You wanted to make change, but you couldn't make the change that you wanted to make. Mm-hmm. You needed more and more. You, it's because it's so systemized already. Yeah, yeah. So I did all I could, though. I mean, I think in those years that I was there, I, I, I feel like I did. I did do a lot of stuff. That That's what that I wanted to do for the kids. Um, right. And then you said after that, you got into some brick and mortar. Well, yeah. Well, let me tell you what happened. I read this book. Called Rich Dad Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Yo, that book, that's the book that changed my life. Well, it changed my life. All right, but check this out. I'm going to tell you how stupid this was. I wouldn't tell nobody to do this. I read the book. Right. I quit my job two weeks later. Wow. Yeah, I went now. I'm not telling people to do that. (laughs) I did that. I just so happened, uh, quit my job, found a company that was willing, that was ready to sell a a cleaning business. Right. And uh, I bought it. you I bought have, a cleaning business. I bought a cleaning business. Twenty year old cleaning business. I bought it. Yeah. How old were you? Probably twenty five, twenty six. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. man bought a whole cleaning business. Like, yeah. How much did that cleaning business cost? I think it was forty thousand, and I didn't have a credit card at the time. So how in the world did you come up with forty k? Fresh out of college, actually, you, you quit your job first yeah, of all, so yeah. you definitely don't have any money coming uh, in. Yeah, but no you were able to somehow get that forty k to purchase a uh, was a cleaning <laughs> maid service. What is yeah, it? Yeah, maid service. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, well, I was volunteering coaching, and I tell people this all the time. Um, you know, you got to do stuff for others. So I was right. volunteering, okay, and then uh, I had a mentor. He took me to this bank, vice president of the bank. Uh, just so happened to be one of the kids that I was coaching, Daddy. 
Oh wow! And he said, uh, "Connections, you know, connections." He said, "Hey, come over here next week. You'll you'll be able to get the loan." So I got the loan, and I paid the whites, the people that I bought it from, forty thousand dollars with the bank money. <laughs> bought it seventeen thousand dollars a year in revenue. They, I mean, a month in revenue. The company was doing when I bought it, and it was back in like you bought the company for forty k, and it's already making seventeen k a yeah, month. Seventeen k. So month. by by three months, it's like. Yeah, the business yeah. done. Paid we, for it us. was gross in that, um, and then like, what was your yeah. net? Net was probably about six thousand a month. Wow. Yeah. So I was doing good. I mean, I'm, I'm everybody that's that, less than a year. You you re, yeah. you recouped. Yeah. Wow. And everybody there was older than me too. All my workers were older than me. I never had workers before. Wow. So I had to learn that. Yeah. <laughs> How crazy. did you manage that? How did you manage like? I didn't buck, manage it. A young I didn't buck coming in. I and, didn't manage. Okay. So yeah. what'd you do? You put somebody? No. I, I, I'm saying I didn't manage it well. I oh. didn't say that. Yeah. <laughs> I had to learn. I learned a lot. Okay. Um, gotcha. Uh, matter of fact, one of the oldest uh, ladies that was there that was a mate had been there for 13 years. She pulled me to the side one day. She said, young man, there's no way you're going to get us to do what you want to do in the way you're trying to do it. And uh, after that, you know, she talked to me and I put her, I got her on my team and then everybody else wow. fell in line. Yeah. Got you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's smart. That's yep. very yep. smart. Yep. Wow. So then after, after you, you know, started running that, and you said you, you didn't manage it well, so you found somebody or somebody kind of like gave you some advice. Gave me advice. Yeah, one of the workers did. As far as how you can kind of move forward with that. Mm-hmm. So then as you, as you continue to do that, you know, what, what, what did you personally learn as far as, you know, working with people? Um, you know, I had, to, I had to go back to my degree, really, to learn mm-hmm. how, to, uh, how people interact together, how right. to get people to do stuff uh, that you want them to do uh, without... Um, belittling people mm-hmm. making sure people feel have dignity uh treat people right you know uh, so i learned that young to treat people right that you employ mm-hmm. uh, and so that's what i did really wow wow that's amazing that's really amazing so what uh what made you get out of the uh what made you get out of that business stop making money oh uh, i mean see I'm not. I'm not one of these people that are tied to things. A lot of people are prideful. Right. Uh, if I do business, it makes money. I don't right. do. I try not to do a business that you know that I feel like it won't make money. Nobody tries to do that. But right. I really try to uh, study businesses that make money, and I try to get into businesses that that will make money uh, quicker rather than later too. Right. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't always work like that. But I do try to get in those businesses. You know. And so that's what happened. So after that, got into the tax business. Everybody need to do their taxes. Death wow. and taxes, two things. Like so, every year, every year, and businesses got to do like three, four times a year at so least. We, yeah. So we train, and how I did that was the lawyer that was uh, an accountant for the maid service that I bought. One day he called me to his office and told me, "Hey, you can't afford me anymore." Wow. Yeah. I mean, in his office, told me I can't afford him anymore, and I was like, "Okay." So before I walked out, I said, well, who can I afford in the city? And he said, somebody's name. I went straight to that accountant's office, hired her as my accountant. Before I walked out the door, she said, hey, you want to learn how to do taxes? Oh. I said, yeah. So I worked for free. And then that's how I got into tax business. Dang. Yeah. Wow. That's exactly how I got into it. But you, you, you worked. So at first you was working for free, for free. just to learn the game. Just to learn it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I worked the whole tax season for free. Didn't make none. Wow. Yeah. But then you knew everything. You knew the whole everything. game. Yeah, I knew the whole game. She taught me the whole game. 
So then after you learned that, what did you end up doing? After I learned that, I opened up my own office, uh, and then I started franchising. Oh, word. Yeah, so I had a franchise of them. So I had them, um, shoot, in Alabama and in Georgia. So uh, so I, I started with one, ended up with 13. You Hold on, you what? I started with one, ended up with 13 tax offices. In, in what time period? Probably about three years. Dang, you scaled yeah. from one to 13 locations in yeah. three years. And I did it, you know, instead of using my money to open up all these locations, right. I got people to use their money, but they get the bulk of the money. I just get a small piece. Right. I'd rather have 1% of 100 men's effort than 100% of my own any day. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> any day. And that's a key principle yeah. right there, man. Yeah. Like. Because a lot of people get caught up working in their business. Yeah. They don't get a chance to actually step away and work on their business yes. or even put the people in place yes. that are going to take things to the next level. That's right. So That's talk right. a little bit about that, you know. Well, you know, it's, it's a good thing and a bad thing because it actually ended up, you know, hurting me in the end. I'll tell you about that, too. But, you know, what you want to do is always try to, I always try to say, my, my biggest thing is, is and Mike Mike Sin, I talk about him a lot because he's the one who got me in network marketing. Uh, so he's the one that got you what in network marketing and really you know got me into thinking like this right here, thinking that you know if you help enough people get what they want, you'll have everything that you want. Right. So that was all our mentality: help enough people get what they want, and then we'll have everything that we want. Mm-hmm. So um, that's what I was doing with my tax business. So I was. Helping people set up their tax office, and then I got a small percentage. They get the, they get the big amount, I get the little amount, but okay. a lot of little amounts add up. Yeah, it adds yeah. up. Wow. Yeah, wow. but it did it did end up hurting though. Um, one of my tax offices uh, in Montgomery, Alabama, which I didn't want to do it there. I didn't want to put the franchise there, uh, but but one of my business partners, he, they wanted to do it because it made sense for for their where they had their support at. But uh, we put one there. The people that they hired were scammers. Ah, uh, so the scammers were scamming. So the feds came. Wow. So the feds wanted me to say that my business partners who hired these young ladies knew that they were doing it. Ah, uh, and you wasn't gonna sell them out. Like I wasn't that. gonna sell them out. So I ended up doing three and a half years in prison for that. In the feds, yeah. Yo, what? Yeah, you, I did not know that. I know you, you did. <laughs> I, I was waiting on this to tell Yo. you. <laughs> I did not know. Yo, you to, as much as you told me, as much as we talked over the past, like, I wanted to tell you here. Weeks, oh my God, you did three and a half years three in and the half feds years in the feds. Yeah, because they pinned it on you ultimately. Yeah, because what happened was the girls got more time than they. I did. <clears throat> they ultimately got seven years, eight the years. The girls that were doing the scam. Doing the scammers, but they wanted me to say my my franchisees, the people that 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 had that franchise, knew that those girls were doing it, and that wasn't the case. I couldn't say that. That was a lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the one, the tax office that I was personally doing taxes in never got closed the whole time I was in prison. Never got closed. Wow. The one that I personally did taxes in. So me it never got that. Never got shut down even while you were with, in the feds. Never. No. <laughs> Yo, this is crazy. All right, Never. hold on, man. What? Nah, this is the truth. 
so then so I was going to trial. So I was going to go to trial. I paid a lawyer fifty thousand, you know, and I didn't know anything about the fed. You know, I'm in, I'm innocent, so I'm so like, how old were you at this point? Um, shoot, this happened in 2012, 2013. Wow. Yeah. So I'm thinking, okay, yeah, you know, you innocent. You paid a lawyer fifty grand. You know, you he's saying straight. he gonna get you out. You right. straight. But then I heard about the feds. The feds win 98, 99% of their cases. So Damn. I said, hold on. So I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah, they don't lose. All right. When they That's want why you, people scared of the feds. Yeah, you don't go to trial. So, well, at least I did. So what I did was I, um, I knew my mother was getting uh, up in age. Uh, my son, I wanted to make sure I was there for his graduation. My grandmother, older. My daddy had cancer at the time. Right. I wanted to make sure I was out. So I said, hey. So my lawyer, you go tell him I'll do this right here, but I'm not saying anything that's untrue. I'll do this time right here, and I'll be back. So we settled on three and a half years, and uh, I did it. I got out. My daddy died the next month. Oh my God! Yeah, but he waited on me, you know. And he he had so much cancer in his body um, that um, the doctor asked him one time, like, why why are you hanging on so much, like? Because people with less cancer in their body was, were dead already. Wow. And he had it all over. He said, I'm waiting on my son. And so, uh, yeah, I got a chance to see him. So he died the month I got out. Then my grandmother died the next month. Oh, my God. And she, she was real close. Hurt. You know, I was real close to her. I'm sorry to hear all that. Yeah, that yeah, to hit yeah. you back to back like back that, back. fresh out. Back to back. Yeah, that was tough. And mm-hmm. I still, I'm still reeling from a little of those emotional scars of that because uh, I'm like, like and that's man, not too long ago. No, 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 no. It was like, like I said, I got out in 16. Wow. Yeah. That's when I graduated. That's when I got yeah. out of college. Yep. I remember you told me. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I got out in uh, November, I think, of 16. My daddy died in December. Yep. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, what type of impact did I have on you, like mentally and emotionally, Ooh. man? Uh, you know what? I'm gonna be honest with you. Please, prison is bad. I wouldn't wish it on nobody. Like, I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. And let me tell you why: because you're gone from your family. It's not the time that's in there that's so hard. It's the time away from the people you love that's hard. Right. You get it. Right. You know your loved ones. So um, what I learned is. One, you can live off minimal. Right. We had to live, I mean, you know, you don't have to have so much. Because when I was out, you know, you had all this excess. I learned that, and that's helped me to this day. Um, I read more. I remember in, in 18, one time I was on lockdown because I was doing a transfer from one prison to another one. Right. I read 18 books in 21 days. You read 18 books in 21 days. 21. That's more than one book a day. Yeah. But I was, I was, you know, it was on lockdown, so I was in there from 23 hours a day. In oh, the, wow. 20, I only had one hour out. How long did they have? Because that's called being in the hole, right? Yeah, but like I that. wasn't in the hole. I was in a transfer. You had to, you, when you transfer through this one facility, they do that to you. And, when you uh, first get there or no, something? This is, no, this is, I was at a prison, and then I was in, in Atlanta, uh-huh. and then I was going to another prison in Alabama. So for, I think, 20 days. And you usually don't supposed to be there for like a week. But I was there for like 20 days, 21 days, something like that. That's and, inhumane. Uh, I just read books like all day. Wow. The whole day I read the book in the Bible, books in Bible, books in Bible. I get another book, uh, put it through the little hole, tell the guy, give me another book. So did, Hold on. Did you pick the books that you read or they just grab some, any books? No, sometimes they, I just get what they had. Wow. Yeah. Now, when I was, like I said, in the facilities, oh, my God. I probably read in those three and a half years. I don't know how many books I read. 
I can't even tell you. I mean, it had to be 60, 70, 80, maybe 100. I don't know. Yeah. Wow. Everything. I read every everything I could get my hands on. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you had none but time in number there. Number time. Wow. But, and people, you can do your time a couple ways. Some people work out a lot, which, right. you know, uh, you do lose weight in there because uh, you're not eating like you're accustomed to. <laughs> uh, uh, some people read. Some people, you know, I learned how to make leather bags. I got. I make leather bags by hand. Wow. Yeah. Never did anything with my hands before in my life. Sewing and all. Yeah, sewing and all. Yeah, I can wow. sew leather bag, backpack, anything. So, so my point, I learned a lot. Um, like I said, I wouldn't wish it on nobody, but that time gives you time to reflect. I'll, I'll say that. I'll, and I'll tell you this right here. I probably met some of the best people in my life inside of there some of the most solid people in my life and and to this day i'm business partners with some of those people wow and some of those people are my friends who are making millions of dollars out here legit and wow. and it's some of the most solid people they tell you they're gonna do something they do it their word is everything wow so, yeah that's but. respectable right there man and that's that's a heck of a journey bro. oh yeah. oh my god oh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you came out, man. Your your father is gone. Your grandmother is gone. You had all these close relationships with family members that just all of a sudden gone. It's gone. And now what? You know, I, I built a relationship when I left uh, with a gentleman. Um, I'm gonna say his name, Larry Underwood, because um, you know, without him, I wouldn't be where I am right now after getting out. He he knew what type of businessman I was, mm-hmm. and uh, he was an owner in a in a in a big company that most people go eat at, and uh, and he put me inside of that company, and uh, now I'm an area partner with that company, a partner with that company, and it's, wow. a, it's a company that everybody eat at, you Boy. know. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I remember, I remember yeah. we talked about that. Yeah. Uh, so, a little, so you told me a little yeah. bit about that because, you know. You just being able to climb the ranks in that. Yeah. Some people don't. Some people don't see that for themselves. They completely focus on entrepreneurship, yeah. but they don't realize like, yo, you can still do your thing in the corporate world yeah. and be an entrepreneur simultaneously yeah. Yeah. doing your thing. And and that and that's key for a lot of people. And that's the people I, I really want to. You know, I've been helping, and I really want to help uh, because. Um, most people have jobs. Yeah, uh, and I want Facts. people, to, you know, to live their life. And I wanted them to live it more abundantly. So, um, but I don't want nobody to quit their job because I'm gonna tell you, it's hard when you do that. Yeah, it's but tough. You do, you do. It's a book I read. Uh, I can't think of the name of it, but it basically tells you you're really supposed to like burn your bridges behind you. And that's what I did because sometimes, oh, yeah. yeah, it was like a, um, I forgot what it, war it was. Like yeah. he was leading his people in, yeah. and they 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 burnt the boats. Yeah, and, yeah, I know what you're talking about too. Yeah, yeah. but it's a book. Uh, I don't know if it's the Prayer Jabaz, but anyway, it basically just tell you, you know, you, you, some people you can burn your bridges behind you, so okay. you won't have a return path back to mm, what you came. I from. I see what you're saying. You get it? Yep. And, and some people need that. And at that time, back in the day, I needed that. Like right now, I don't necessarily need it, but at some point, I'm gonna do it. Right. That makes sense. Yeah, hey, I'm gonna do yeah, it. Yeah, God. Yeah, yeah I, I'm I gonna feel do that. Because I mean, I've had friends now who've done it. And it always it always worked. I hadn't seen it not work. Nah, I feel you. Like like even in my situation, it worked out. You know, I stopped. You did it. Yeah, <laughs> stopped um, corporate back in uh, 2019, and like ever since then, just been. Yeah. What if, what if you were still at that 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 place? 
sitting in the cubicle or oh my uh, talking. God. I mean, come on, man. Yeah, you wouldn't, be, you wouldn't be in Pompano Beach right now. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> Chill, having, having a good time. Yeah, yeah, man. So, so okay, you you got to that point, but now you run in multiple different brands. Yeah. While you're still doing the the corporate, yeah. So, tell me a little bit about like how you you know what was your, what was your mentality working in corporate? What was your mentality as you moved up through the yeah. ranks to get to where you're at now amidst continuously building? Or like yeah. did that? What was the time frame between you working there? When did you start building your own brands up? Probably after about a year, I think. Um, what year was that? Uh, probably like 2017. 2017. Because yeah. uh, I had a goal inside that I was going to come out and sell those bags, and I was going to license license them with, uh, you know, different, you know, fraternities and sororities. That right. was my goal. All right, that was my goal. But it was going to be the leather leather bags. I still got those licenses, but it just went with the leather bags. Uh-huh. I, we created other products. Okay. Uh, matter of fact, the first product was leather. It was a leather charging cable. Uh huh. So it was leather. So, so so that's what I Greek life charge. Greek life. Yeah, just about to bring that. So that's yep. how you. That's how that was the birth of Greek life. That chargers. was the birth of Greek life. Chargers. I was in. I was in prison. Thought about it, and then I came out and said, you know what? Let's get these licenses. So I partnered with some friends of mine, and uh, we got the license. Wow. So like what? So how how do you even? How do you even go about getting licensed? Because to me, I'm like, oh, these are big organizations. Yeah. They like if I send them an email, they're never gonna respond to me. Like sometimes people have those thoughts. So yeah, yeah, I have those thoughts. Yeah. Like, come on, they, they they don't care about little old me. I'm just making thank God T-shirts. You know, yeah. Uh, do, yeah. do they really care? So well, like, how do how do you even broker that? How do you get in touch with the right person? To me, I go through the path of least resistance. Uh huh. So my partners, all my partners, are in the divine nine. I'm the only one that's not. Wow. So I knew if I got them, they could get it easier because they're in the organization. Mm-hmm. So I work with partners, and that's why, how we did it. And uh, you send emails, uh, a lot of back and forth, a lot of money. Not a, not a ton, though, but, uh, but it's very rewarding. You can create products for, you know, that, that those members of those organizations, they need, you know. Uh, they like to represent themselves, and, and we provide those products for them. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Well, wow. So it's like an entire whole process. I'm going to have to bring you on a whole other yeah. episode to yeah, talk that about that. Yeah, because that license is a big deal. The license, <laughs> license is something that, that people don't do a lot. Um, I'm going to give you just one illustration of it. You know, you, you, got, you know, you got Disney World. They license their products. Right. Meaning people can make products, and, you know, you have to get the lights from Disney World. So like, like, like a Mickey Mouse Mickey doll? Mickey Mouse doll or something. Somebody made that product. Disney World didn't make that product. Uh, but the biggest one I like to always talk about is New Era caps, the caps, the baseball caps. Yeah, yeah, because they, right. they got licenses with every Everybody. single all team. Right. All they do is make a cap. That's all they make. All right. What you buy it for is not the New Era on the side. You buy it for what's on the front of it. So you buy the cap because it got Nike on I mean, Nike, I mean uh, Yankees on it. Right. The Red Sox on it. Right. The Marlins on it. So you're going to buy their caps. Because of what's on the couch. Yeah, their brand this. is already booming. Yeah, you don't have to create a brand. So it's now a brand. their brand is just kind of associated with that. Uh, and they make the money. Wow. Just like with Greek life. We don't, we don't own the intellectual property. Uh-huh. They do. Uh-huh. We just put it on products. We get it approved and we put it on products. And you sell that. And we sell it because the brand, 
the brands, those are those are historical, historical organizations. Wow, and everybody need a charger. Like, yeah. I'm looking for a charger right now. Yeah. <laughs> we need one just a little while ago. For real. Yeah, so there. Wow. Yo, that's 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 crazy. Okay, so you started Greek Life Chargers. Mm-hmm. Then what inspired you to continue to build additional brands? Because I know you have proud HBCU, and now you got certified yeah. worldwide apparel. Uh, because I saw the money coming in. <laughs> yeah, I saw the money. Uh, how much were you making? Let me. Let yeah. me I got well, to know Greek that. Life, I'll just say we six figures. Wow. Yeah, we doing six figures. Wow, you know, that's amazing. Yeah, we doing six figures. So, um, I'll, I'll tell you this: once I saw that, I said, okay. How about we find another niche market and we do something with that? So we did a uh, proud HBCU grad simultaneously doing certified. So proud HBCU grad, uh, I have my partners, uh, which, you know, Corey, who's, you know, we're in, we're in his, his place right here. Right. And then we got uh, my other partner, uh, Farrell, uh, Merritt. Um, he went to HBCU. I didn't. I went to Army University. Right. So that's a you get it? So I had to get somebody who went to HBCU. I felt that'll help out with the company and, and make it grow the way we needed to grow. So so we, we we're very proud of that company. And then certified is something that's totally different. Never did anything like this. This is this is a real true quality street brand. Uh Pima Cotton Polo. I mean this wow. is this is real right here. This is a real one. Um so I'm real excited about this. And we just started uh, I got some awesome partners. Uh, matter of fact, one of my partners uh, I was in prison with. You know. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. One of my part and uh, he he's you know phenomenal partner. Another partner I met through him. Uh, but this brand right here, we will bring this brand. It's it, we were, It's not gonna be. It's not Fubu. It's not Shunjun. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you this right here. We're gonna make this this brand right here do what those brands did back in the day wow uh, we bringing the culture bringing nice quality clothing back that's what's up that's what's yeah. so so that's what really is setting out setting certified certified worldwide uh, separate from most brands that's most, out there yeah. most most brands you know you, you can't i mean i'm not saying you can't do it but it costs a lot to make a pima cotton shirt right you know you got to get so the, what's special about that pima cotton is comes from peru so uh-huh. so and that, that it's just a, it's a better feel better quality right um it's it's, it's just different and uh you know and we, we're trying to bring that luxury affordable streetwear brand right. now uh it won't be you know if you if you bought any kind of uh you know louis vuitton uh, yeah balenciago mm-hmm. gucci uh you know you paying for this polo same polo pima cotton you're paying five, six, seven hundred dollars, depending on you know which brand. You know we're not going to be at that price point, but we're going to be at a price point that's going to be a lot more affordable, but the same quality, mm-hmm. the same design, great design. We, we're working with a person that and a uh, respectable black-owned brand. Yeah, yeah, and and the person we're working with is just is great. Our collaborator who helps us design. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I mean, I mean, we we pick out everything from the buttons to. To, to how how long the collar length I mean everything we 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 designed from there so it's 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 gonna be very nice wow man it's one of them right here I see you yeah, I see yeah, you rocking yeah, that yeah. I, I, you you gave me one earlier yeah, yeah, so I'm excited yeah. I'm excited to rock yeah. that I'm gonna rock that when I get back to the A yeah. and and uh, and flex with that on yeah. certified worldwide wow. wow so what's next for you man um next you know like I said I want to help people um, because 
you got a lot of people that work. Like I said, um, my biggest thing, I want to help people, you know, start e-commerce brands. Um, it's not that hard. I'm good at figuring out different businesses that you could do uh, that will make money. Um, I probably got five of them in my head right now. I just can't do them. I don't have right. the time to, to get them started, but I can help somebody else to get started. So I'm, I'm going to start up my startup king and start working with people more. Uh, doing consultations, uh, you know, doing classes, doing things of that nature to help right. start. Yeah, that's what's up. That's yeah. what's up. Yeah, because there's there's so many people. Like, I be getting questions in my DMs like all the time <laughs> about merch, about you know marketing. So yeah. like, you know, I play that marketing game. Yes. I, I, I run that marketing place. So I, we definitely gonna have yeah. to yeah. Uh, t- talk and expand on that idea yeah. with the. Uh, what is it you said? The brand king. Yeah, startup king. The startup king. Startup king. Because because yeah. you know what. To be honest, I don't really like running businesses, but you have to run them to make money. Right. I love starting up businesses. Okay. Because that's the hard part. It's, it's, most people want to own their own business, but the hardest part is what? Getting, getting started. started. Yeah. So, so that's, that's what I, I'm, I'm good at getting you started. I'm mm. good at getting that idea out of your head, putting it into execution. You right. Know, you know, a lot of people can't execute. I can, I can get that business from your head to the execution standpoint where you have a physical product. Wow. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Quickly. <laughs> I can do it quickly. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's, that's going to set you up and then they're going to be able to tap into all the resources yeah, that we you got already. Lot, I, got, I, got, I got a lot of people around me. You. Right. <laughs> you know? uh, I got a lot of people around me. Uh, Corey. I got a lot of people around me in my network that can help you with, with all the different facets of, the, of, of uh, running the business. Wow. So what do you see for yourself, you know, Actually, let me ask you this, mm-hmm. right? You know, being the person that you are today, mm-hmm. you know, what would you have uh, told yourself like mm-hmm. 10, 20 years ago? What advice would you give younger Bruce King that would set him up That's a good question. to get to the to get to where you're at faster or even further than where you're yeah, at now? Yeah, I'm yeah, cuz you know, people don't, you, you can't go back. You know, mm-hmm. that's the one thing. You never want to have regrets. But if I had to say one thing I would have I told myself was go with your first instinct. I knew I shouldn't have did the franchise, let them do the franchise in that area. Uh-huh. And if I would have just went with my first mindset and said, nah, You had a gut feeling? I had a gut feeling. Do it in another area, you know. Um, then maybe... Maybe it wouldn't happen, but I'm gonna tell you something. It's gonna sound weird. That was one of the best things that ever happened to me. Mm. Yeah, from a from a spiritual standpoint, from a friendship standpoint, you learn who your friends are when you're gone mm-hmm. and not dead. You get it, right? So you won't know who your friends are if you're dead, but you learn who your friends are when you're gone and you're not dead. Uh-huh. And uh, it brought a lot of clarity. You know, uh, to the people around me, and uh, most people don't get a chance to to get that clarity of of who is for you and who's against you. Mm-hmm. I, I know who's for me. I know who's against me. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And then okay, so, and then you know, in ten twenty years, where mm-hmm. do you see yourself? Shoot, down here in Florida, <laughs> uh, doing more of this. Right. Uh, having hundreds. Hopefully, thousands of people that said, "Hey, Bruce King helped me start my business." Um, 
he changed my life. Um, he helped my kids go to private school or go to college here, or we paid for their college cash or we, we whatever. We wow. bought that house. We had the money to put the down payment on that house. We didn't have to worry about that, you know, because that's what I was doing before I, I went in, you know. Right. I, I mean, people were actually doing those things. And uh, that's my legacy that I want to leave because I want to continue on with that. Because that makes, like I said, if you help enough people get what they want, you have everything you want. Mm, say that again. That's yeah. a bar yeah. right there. Yeah. Say that yeah. again. You, have, you help enough people get what they want, you have everything you Y'all want. Y'all heard it, man. Y'all heard it here, man. Uh, Bruce King, uh, Mr. Global, Worldwide, Certified, Worldwide. I appreciate you man, for having me, I appreciate me, you. I appreciate you coming on to the podcast. Yeah. I appreciate you sharing this sharing your knowledge sharing your story bro getting you know opening up because yeah. you know that's certain parts of you know your story some people refrain from sharing certain yeah. parts of their own stories yeah. so i appreciate you coming up here being an open yeah. book man because i know there's a lot of people out there who you know somebody might have got caught up with the wrong yeah. people who yeah. were who are doing the wrong things yeah. and ended up somewhere they didn't want to be you know, and then to be able to see somebody like yourself, you know, go through those struggles, yeah. overcome all those obstacles, yeah. face that adversity, but yet still be able to come out on top, still mm. be a man of integrity, yeah. yes. you know, and, and uh, a successful businessman that yeah. not just helps themselves, but helps others. Like you helped yeah. me, you know what <laughs> I'm saying? Like, and you continue to help me yeah. as well. So, you know, I, I, I'm more than happy to have brought you on here and I'm really happy that we can, you know, be able to kind of break yeah. your story yeah. on the Deuce yeah. Day podcast. Yeah, we broke it here. You know, <laughs> if you don't tell your story, somebody else will. And, that's and, true. and guess what? They're going to tell it wrong. Right. And wow. they're going to tell it inaccurate. So I wanted to tell my story the correct way and the truth. <laughs> right. Well, hey, man, I appreciate you. Right. Thank you for coming on here, my brother. Thank you, my brother. Yes, sir. Y'all got it here, man. It's the Duke's Day Podcast. Appreciate y'all for watching. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, and share this with somebody who can get motivated by this story. Because at the end of the day, we have to continuously inspire each other, motivate each other. We, we have personal experiences that other people don't have. So just being able to share that can help somebody avoid, you know, some, some adversity that they shouldn't have to face mm -hmm. in their life. So... Appreciate y'all tuning in. It's Duke State Podcast. We out. Peace. Peace.